Straight Talk Uncut. Hey guys, it's Tellers again, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this is recorded on January 20th, 2016. How you guys doing? Back with some more uh some more of my ramblings, some more of my uh thoughts and things like that. So I was listening to a podcast, and it's one of those you know, interview type podcast, and it's actually actually pretty good. There's not many good photography podcasts. Well, I won't say good. There's not many photography podcasts that are not talking about just gadgets and shit and just like accumulating equipment. You know, you go to the podcast, they, you know, it's a photography podcast, but all they talk about is Photoshop and um, whatever the new camera or some something that doesn't even matter, you know, as far as an artistic perspective or um, a, a level of photography or talking about photography in the artistic sense of photography and not gadgetry and cameras and things like that. I, I like to listen to a little bit of that, but I, I can't listen to too much of it because, you know, I'm at, I'm at a point to where I know that stuff doesn't matter. Just like Just like almost in any industry, you know, I'm pretty sure... Um, if you, matter of fact, when you, when you look at a documentary or something about music, right. Uh, or, uh, you see an interview about some sort of artist. A lot of times the back set, the back set or the backdrop is, is in like a studio and you see these massive, like whatever mixer board with like just a ma- mass of massive amount of uh dials and doodads and gadgets and all this shit but if you look at some of the 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 best music or like if you, if you look at what started uh what you know what what real good music originated from they didn't have all that you know what i mean so it's the same thing in the industry it's like Try to make it seem like it's the it's the gadgetry that makes good music. Gadgetry may may make crap sound good, just like in photography, a camera may give the give someone who don't know anything about composition, don't know anything about uh, f stops or ISO or aperture. It, they may be able to pop off a few good pictures, but will they be able to create something prolific? Anyway, so I was listening to just podcasts of this guy who 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 interviews uh you know big big artists. Well, not all of them are big, but these photographers that he interviewed, they are actually producing. They are putting things out there, you know, to the at the level what what I'm striving for, right? So there was there's these two profound like industry known photographers in um the one thing that came up is they have the freedom. Like they, they have like business careers, like photography, business careers. Uh, but one of the things that, that came up was that their, their spouses, their wives actually pretty much run the business aspect and they have the, the photographer themselves have the, have the freedom to create and be a photographer. And that is the man. That's like the ultimate dream to, 
to be able to just stick to the, the actual thing you got into it for, the thing you love to do, and have someone else that you not only trust, but someone that, that that's got your back, you know? Uh, I mean, man, what more can you ask for, right? So that, you know, and, and the reason that is, the reason that is is because when it comes to artists, we make the worst business people. And, and you know, and, and it's not, I don't think there's a secret, but why is that? It's because, for one, we love what we do. That's that's the one thing. And what we create, we we create it because we love just just at the basic level of it, the process of the of the creating. That's that's what we got into it for. You paint because you love it. You know, I print and create, you know, pictures and photographs and images because I love it. And I'm I'm again, I'm specifically talking about visual artists, but we started, whatever it is you create, whatever it is we create, we started it because, not because you you know you said, hey, I wanna I wanna uh, start a business. What business? I, I want to be a photographer, or I want to start a business. I, I want to be a painter. That's not how it happened. People start companies for that reason to to you know for to one to provide a service, but also to make money. People don't you don't create art. First of all, it's not a service. It's something so um, not necessary for life. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to save anybody. You may save somebody's soul <laughs> with some awesome art, but you're not really saving a life. So, so that's the, you know, that's the thing. And it's like, well, how can I create some create a life, sustainable living from this? You know, I mean, we create because of that disease. That, that it's like it's like a disease that that if you don't get it get it out, if you don't express it, if you don't express whatever it is in you that you have to express, it's gonna it's like a disease that just festers and it grows and it grows. And when you try to not express it, when you try to like um, not think about making a living from it, and you want to and you try to do something else. That's that's when the chaos happened. I mean, you never thought of like making money doing it. The making money part comes out of you want to do it so bad. It's all you want to do. So you got to live. You got to make money from it. I mean, it, does that make you feel what I'm talking about? You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm, 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 I'm speaking for myself, but I know I've talked to other people that feel the same way. I mean, do you are you really feeling what I'm what I'm trying to get at? I'm not the most eloquent with words, but hopefully my point is getting crossed. So when you're sitting in your cubicle or wherever you're you're doing to try to be like everybody else, what what's going to happen is, and and this is what happened to me. You you, it's almost like there's something inside of you that that just want to have like a a fucking Hulk smash moment. Like you want to just, uh, I mean it. it it just want to come out of you and you just want to destroy because it's, it's just growing and you're trying to oppress it. You're trying to keep it down and you thought, you know, you, 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 you thought you had a handle of it. It was like, I thought I had a grip on this, this craziness of wanting to 
make a living from creating this shit in my head. I thought I had this thing with. Let me let me let me tell you a story. Let me tell you about how far I went, the extreme that I went to when I thought I had a whip. This is what I did. And, and, and <laughs> I, you know, I was trying to kill the monster. I was trying to slay the dragon. I was trying to destroy this, whatever it is, you know, want to be a creative, want to want to make pictures and, and, and want to do these things. I went so far as that I sold all of my camera equipment, all my film equipment, all of my, you know, my medium formats, my my digital equipment, all of it, every single bit of it. All my uh, large format printers got rid of all of it. And and the stuff like the the scanner that I actually has now, that I have now, is the one thing that I couldn't sell because it had become so obsolete. And 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 it's it's not even obsolete. It's just that it's, it's not it doesn't have the new name, the version, the new version name attached to it. But it it you know it produces just like. It, it can compete with scanners of the same level today. But I, I threw away negatives. I threw away prints. All my prints that I used to sell at uh, shows. I even sold some at garage sale. I just, I, you know, I had like a fire sale. I gave some stuff to Goodwill. Some some uh, portfolios and album books. I, you know, took out all the prints, gave them to Goodwill. I deleted digital files. <laughs> I did all that. All of that. Why? Because I, I just wanted to be normal. You know? I was like, you know, I just want to be normal. And I didn't want to own up to the fact that I wasn't normal. And make no mistake about it. When you when you don't conform to what is typical to... When you don't conform to the usual. When you don't conform to what what's expected of regular folk... That's the epitome of not normal. That's the very that's the fucking definition of not normal. When you don't when you don't conform to the society's norms, you you are not normal. That's why, you know, you, you always hear celebrities are not like us. No, they're not like us. Because they are even though you state they take up so much space in our culture, in our psyche. They're a small percentage of the population of the overall populations. I'm talking about athletes, I'm talking about musicians, movie stars, all these celebrities. They are a fucking fraction of the population, but they take up so much of the of being visual. They take up so much of of print, visual media, radio media. They they, they the airways are are flooded with celebrities. So it makes it seem like there are all these celebrities. They're a small fraction of the of the earth, of the world. And they are not normal. And neither are neither is anyone else that's in the same sense but don't have the celebrity attached to it that's making a living doing something that's not typical and is not normal. They're not normal. You're not normal. So you have to, the, the conflict, the self-conflict comes when you don't embrace that, when you think you can be both, when you try to um, 
You know, now, now if if you want to do it as a hobby, I'm not talking about people that just want to do it as a hobby. They they love their cubicle, they love their regular job, and they just do shit on the side as a as a hobby. I'm not talking about that. That's fine. I I, I even tried it. I wish I could even do that. I even remember when I, you know, I, I hit a breaking point and I, you know, I said, well, I, I got to take some pictures, and I bought like a a, a Canon G10, a little, you know, it, it's it's like a, a it, it's like a a, a enthusiast level point and shoot the canon g10 i think they're on like canon g uh oh no actually i had the g9 it wasn't the g10 it was the g9 now i think they're on like g10 11 12 something but it was the it was the first one that canon uh one of the first that that first level that canon put out that g9 you know before that uh they they had a g version but it wasn't it wasn't like at that level because i remember when it first came out i was like you know what i can i can do that because it had all the manual features and everything and i kept that for a long time before i even you know bought a, bought another uh, dslr but my point is it, it slowly started coming out of me and i remember someone even asked me like how do you know like when like, how do you know if this is what you're supposed to be doing? It was another another artist, another person that, that was going through the same thing. And I, and I said, when when you try to do something else or, when, you know, when you try to let it go, but it can't. You, you can't. It keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. You know what I mean? And that's what happened to me. Like, no matter what I did, no matter what, well, I had started a real estate business and was being successful, but... It, it, it it just it, it was you know it was something that I thought I could I mean I I I like thought I had in my head that I was gonna be this real estate mogul that's what I said okay this is gonna be new me because I liked it I I did it I was making money from it I you know we bought my wife and I we had bought a uh, some uh, rental property we were renting out we we were gonna be that thing and then it somewhere I actually I remember. The exact day, somebody who was, you know, researching me as their real estate agent came across uh, an old, uh, some old, some some of my old work. They came across it, and then they were kind of conflicted. They were like, "Well, I thought this guy was a real estate agent." And then they, you know, they called me. They talked to me. They asked me about. It. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I I I used to do photography." And she was like, "Wow." And that was that was the first time it happened. They were like, "Wow, that, that's some good artwork. Do you do anything with it now?" I was like, "No, nah, you know, I'm investing in real estate." The second time it happened was, I I went to a meetup group for, like, real estate professionals. You know, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, whatever. And this lady said, <laughs> "This this mortgage lady said you don't look like a realtor." I said, well, "What I what I look like?" First of all, she said, and I got this a lot. This is when I had like my my dreads and everything. And now, you know, I, I stay fit. And so I'm, you know, I always have an athletic look. She was like, you look like a, of course, a basketball player. And then she said, and <laughs> I got this a lot. She said, I look like a soap opera star. And I, and I just laughed. She's like, but you don't look like a real estate agent. So I was like, yeah, I kept getting comments like that and I can't let it bother me. But, uh, it was, it, it was, it was the ones that, um, the people who came across my artwork and I'm at a showing, showing them a house. Right. And they will bring up my artwork and to them, you know, see, and, and this here's the thing about it. People want you to be one thing, especially when you're doing something like, 
you know, helping them buy a house. They want you to be, they want your life to be do or die in that thing. And I, I get that. I understand that. I, I totally get that because I was, I was conflicted by that too. And that's why I thought, you know what, I, I have to let this one thing go because Right, easy decision, right? I'm making money in real estate. I wasn't making, I was making money in photography, but not like real estate. You know what I mean? And and, and it, it was just, it's just a, a totally different thing. R- r- people understand real estate. People understand people can make money from, you know, from real estate. People understand housing is a necessity. People have to have a roof over their head. That's 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 not a hard sell. You know what I mean? So for me, it was like, all right, this is the thing I should be doing. You know, um, I, I, I'm going to do it. But but then it just came to a point to where it, it, it was just like that monster. Like I, like I said again, that monster was coming back up. It, it started eating me alive. And I and I remember exactly when I bought that cannon. We were we were in Illinois. And me and my brother-in-law were on our way. We had it was just me and my brother-in-law and all of our kids. The wives were back at uh, my mother-in-law's house, and we were driving to Chicago. We were going to um, is it Millennium Park? Millennium Park, I think. Yeah. And I didn't have a camera. This was like the first vacation I went on and didn't have a camera. And there was a Best Buy. <laughs> I I was looking on my phone like, man, I need a, I need a camera. I need you know. I had my phone, but at the time I I had like a. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was before they start putting good cameras in phones, and so I just couldn't see myself going to this place with with me and my kids and and, and my my little uh, nieces and nephew, and not having some way to capture. So we stopped at this Best Buy, and I already knew about the Canon G9. So I, you know, I knew exactly what I wanted, and um, and I remember going there and, and trying to buy it, but. I hadn't used my Best Buy card so long, in so long, that it, it it wasn't even working. You know how they do like if you don't use them so long, you can't use. It. But I I had it in my wallet, and um, actually no, I didn't even have it in my wallet. I had them look up my account number, but they said, "Oh, you haven't looked, you haven't used it in long. It's closed." And I was like panicking because now it's like you know how like now you it's like no big deal. You don't have a camera now. You want one, and then now it's almost like you can't get one. Now it's like I'm fucking panicking, and I was like, "No, this is bullshit." You know, I was like, "I know I had an account." It's like they were like, "Yeah, you had an account, but you haven't used it, so they closed it." But anyway, I ended up getting it straightened out, and I had this camera, and and that's when that monster was was being tamed again. It was like, "All right, he got a camera. He he's gonna, you know, he's gonna give me some some room to grow a little bit." And then from there on, it was just still the struggle of how how are you going to, you know, do you really want to go all in? It took me some years still, but I started slowly getting back into it. And then it was like a hobby, a side hobby then. And, you know, and I thought I could be, um, you know, have a job, a regular job, and, and, and then have it as a hobby. I was like, ah, you know what, I, I just be one of those hobby guys and just be a, a real enthusiast. But no. You know, you, and this is when I came to the conclusion that of of what it takes to not be normal. This is when I, I started realizing, you know what, it takes something else to not be normal, to be, be able to live and sustain 
a, a career, a creative career, and not be normal. It takes ego. You have to have ego, not to have just have. You can't just say I got ego. You have to fucking embrace that mother. You have to, you have to embrace, like he, knowing that you have to have self esteem to navigate through this world of mostly normal people. It takes a, a, a an unimaginable level of self esteem. I mean, it takes self. You gotta have a self esteem in life. Period. But it takes another kind of self-esteem to not be known. Actually, it don't take a lot of self-esteem to, to just go fucking work at a job and have someone tell you what to do. And and um and you and now look, listen, I'm not I'm not one of those guys to 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 beat up on people that work jobs in Cuba. I listen, I, I work those jobs, and I I still the matter of fact, there was a there was one uh, um. Uh, a gig my my wife sent me about um, uh, it's sort of it's, it's it's sort of like an estate like staging estate homes and stuff like that and then creating these pictures for like catalog I totally do something like that but I'm talking about so so I'm not I'm not beating up people that take a job no I'm I'm just saying to to be in a job that you are not happy with you, you it, it takes no self esteem to do that. To be in a job you're not happy with and just stay there for years and years. It takes ego to be able to navigate and to be able to live a life to where you know you're not normal and you know you're gonna have to, you know, navigate through normal people. It it's almost like if you if you going if you if 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 you gotta go to the bathroom real bad, right? And you don't have time to go the the bathroom is upstairs. You don't have time to to find an escalator that goes upstairs. So so the escalator you're right by the escalator is coming down, and you want to just fucking. I mean, you about to shit yourself. <laughs> and you want to shoot up that escalator that people coming down. It takes ego to do that. It it takes it, it take you. That's how you have to think. You know, weeding through people. You know, excuse me, excuse me, and and getting up there. It takes it takes another it takes something else to be able to do that. It takes a man. This is what it takes a bad motherfucker to do that. And you have to have a, a worth. You have to have self worth. You have to have like a, a self worth to know that what you create. Not only what you create and won't save in the life, but what you create and has some worth in the world outside of it. Won't it won't save anybody's life, but I know this belongs in the world. I know this has some worth. That you got to have that kind of self worth. And, and 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 it takes ego to know that the only worth that is given to that is, or the only reason that it belongs in the, in the world, and belongs in 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 is worth having people look at it is because you say so. The only that's the only reason you create it and you say it belongs here. You got to have ego to do that. You got to have self-respect not to let normal people diminish what you do. You got to have self-respect to know to to not let normal people disrespect and tell you what you're doing is not important just because it's not going to save in life. You got to you got to you can't let people like disrespect the way you choose to live, the way you choose to live your life. You know that you chose to not be normal. 
and it takes ego to do that. You know, I used to, I used to, um, like I'm, I'm not talking about arrogance. I used to think ego and arrogance was the same thing. So I'm not talking about arrogance. Arrogance is a whole different thing. Arrogance is when you think you are better than normal people. That's arrogance, thinking you you're better than normal people. Normal people. Ego is just merely embracing the fact that you are not like normal people. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be insulting to people. That's arrogance. Ego is just when you... Ego is all about the self. You know, and, and, and still, people confuse ego with arrogance. Ego is all about the self. How many... How many think of, think of like, uh, musicians and stuff. Think of uh, celebrities. Think of... Think of NFL play, and I don't even watch NFL, NFL, or or sports. But the ones with the biggest egos I know about, cause they're the ones on the news. Like the, I don't even know his name, the guy with the, the hair. He, I guess he. That that tells you how fucking bad I am with sports. The guy who was, uh, <laughs> he said something after they won the Super Bowl about how bad he is or whatever. He takes ego. That and, and people, and, and when I when I heard it, I was like, well, it fucking. It, he, they, he, they just want to, yeah. So I, I didn't get it. Are you not supposed to say you did a good thing? You know what I mean? Are you, are you, are you, if you do something good, are you not supposed to be happy? I don't, I don't get that. So that's what I'm saying. When you start embracing your ego and own what you're doing, own and know what you're doing and and own your not normalness, <laughs> own that you're not normal, then you're going to see, and, and this is what happened to me, you're going to see like that that hazy ass glass you've been looking out of is just going to start becoming clear. And things, things are going to start falling in place. Now, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to, a lot of the other conflict that you were having with, within yourself is going to be, it's going to just fall by the wayside and it's going to make room for you to think about things that matter. Like, okay, I'm past that. How can I start making this a business? If Especially if you don't, like the the, the guy, the uh, two photographers I was talking about earlier, if you don't have a spouse or somebody that you are or feel comfortable with that can run the business aspect for you. And, and man, and that's an awesome thing. You know, when I, when I heard that, I was like, man, that is so awesome. Because these guys... Uh, uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you your name. One, one is uh Kirkland, and the other guy is was actually a um, a new guy to me, but Douglas Kirkland. And 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 if you're not into photography, you probably don't know like um the the names of these of the people I'm talking about. But if you you know if you looked at their work, you uh automatically know their work. Um. And the other, um, the other uh, artist is Dan Winters, and you know once you see that work, you know exactly talk about. But if you don't, if you don't have like, you know, uh, a friend or wife or somebody you trust, man, you're gonna have to get to a point to where either you're gonna have to up your game to where you can run both the business aspect and the artistic, the creative side, because there's nothing like. Like you know, doing how many how many stories how many times you've heard some someone starting something creative, and then they get so so into the business part 
that they're no longer doing that no more. Now they're just they they've like pigeonholed or or backed themselves into a, a a corner to where they can't even be creative anymore. They're just running a business now. I, I don't want to I don't want to do that. That that's another conflict too. I don't want to I don't want to be that. Matter of fact, when I when I was in real estate, that's kind of what happened. I love the showing houses. I love the scouting houses so 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 much. I love the uh, taking people out showing houses. I like that part so much. But then as I grew, as I had you know, it was just me. I was a solo solo guy, solo brokerage. So don't get. I, it wasn't like I had like people work for me. I was my own broker, my own company, my own brokerage, but I was a solo guy. I had, you know, I, I outsourced like contracts and things like that to companies. There, there's companies now that can do like a lot of the paperwork stuff for you, but lo- still logistically, there's only, there's only so much I can, I could do by myself. So I had consulted with another, uh, real estate. Uh, actually it was a, I was a I was a buyer's agent on a con, on a deal and he was a selling agent. And it was a good guy. And um and I consulted with him because he he I mean he he was big, but he still worked under another company. And he told me the reason why. He was like, "Yeah, it's good being your own brokerage, you know, but he's like, I'm sure you're feeling it now. As you get bigger, you're feeling it now." And I was like, "Yeah." Cuz I used to understand why would a real estate agent decide to give up part of his commission to another company when he don't have to? And then I, you know, I slowly saw why, but I just couldn't see, I, again, I couldn't see myself working for uh, a Remax or uh, another company. You know, I, my company was Coleman Real Estate. So I could see that. And, and that, that was the deciding point. You know, I also talked to another guy who helped me, who was helping me buy a rental property who did have his he 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 did what I was on the on the road of doing but again he had become so big that he was no longer really he had no his hands wasn't in the actual real like the buying and selling part he was he was like managing his business which is cool but I can see like when I first met him he was showing he like he showed me some of my first uh, properties when I was buying investment property. And he was a different person then, like years later when I saw him again, when his company was the selling agent for a house that my client was buying. Now he was like sitting at the top of the pyramid. He was a totally different guy. Still cool, but totally different. I, he's, he had lost his hair. He had put on some pounds. He, had, he you know, he had aged. He was my age. He had aged a little bit, you know. And I was like, Wow. You know, and it had been like three years since I last saw him, but, and, and, you know, he, and I talked to him a little bit and he was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, everything's going good. Every, you know, everything's going good. I mean, he had a mess. One of the buildings he had, you can see from like I-25, the highway, big glass building, his, his big, his uh, name, of his company on there. It, it was the thing that you think you want to do, but, and that's for some people. It's not for everybody. So I, I, there was another. There was another instance where, but this is back when I was selling real. I mean, selling insurance. I told you, I've I've done a lot of jobs. I was selling insurance, right? And I I had to go to this uh this this well known restaurant down in uh one of the older parts of Colorado. 
uh, nice is like is is located in an old mansion. They pretty much t- turned the old mansion into this restaurant, right? So I go, and I you know I, I ask for the client, and he comes out, and he's the owner of this this restaurant, this well known restaurant. It's like, you know, like high dollar meals, and so he comes out and he's in the chef's uniform, and I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, I I, I wanted to see Mister Such and Such. He's like, oh, yeah, that's me. And he had an accent. I, I'm not even sure. I think it was like a Russian accent. And he's like, no, that's that's me. And um, and he was like, yeah, I I'm, I still cook. I'm the chef here. He's like, my his daughter ran the business. He's like, my daughter runs runs the business. I don't want to have anything to do with that. And matter of fact, I, the lady who, who uh, set up the appointment and everything was his daughter. I just thought she, you know, well, she was the business manager. But I didn't realize it was his daughter, and I didn't realize she ran the restaurant because one, one only the only reason I was there is really to get his signature, and um, because she had took care of everything else, he didn't want no part of even the insurance part. He just need, I just needed his physical signature. Like nowadays, you can do digital signature, but I needed his physical signature. So, and, he, and I talked to him for like. You know, I had like four or five appointments back to back, but I sit and talk to this guy for like an hour when it should have took me 10, 10 minutes in there. And um, he just told me how, no, he just he just wanted to cook. That's that is his thing. Even though his name is is on the, the company, he, he owns the restaurant. He don't want any part of the business. That's why he has a team of people led by his daughter that runs all of that. He handles the kitchen. She handles everything else. All, anything that has to do with cooking, buying the food, that's him. But anything outside of that, you know, the logistics of running a business, his 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 daughter. And they are still in business to this day. You know what I mean? So it can be done. It can be done. And you don't have to do it yourself. You just have to either find someone that can do it. And... um you know, like my wife, we just recently, man, just recently, that's one aspect. And my wife has an MBA, you know, that's one aspect of the business she's taken over. She, she, you know, she said, because one, one of the things that I, I really never even went to her and asked because she has a career. She has a full-time career. So I, I never even went to her about it. But there was something she was looking over. And actually, it was it was this last holiday season. And it was with one of my Etsy shops. It it, it can it like you know broke records, and she can see when deposits are made in into one of our accounts. And so she was like surprised, you know. She was like, "Cause I never bring up the money part. I never, I never, I." And to be honest, that's that's dumb to do anyway, you know. But again, that's why I say that's some of the stuff I'm working out. When I get a sale, I worry about the artistic process. I I, I you know Etsy has a foundation behind it to. Um, to take over, to, to let some of that, you know, to let it run. Reason, that, and that's the reason why I, I, I chose a platform like that because I know how to build an e-commerce site. Matter of fact, I have a duplicate site of of some of my shops that I really never, I, I never, I, I don't even get any sales from it because I don't advertise, I'm doing anything because it's like, well, this system is in place. And to me, that's the equivalent of outsourcing something. So there's processes now that you can outsource things. Just be smart about who you, you know, who you pick to to outsource and to uh, do, you know, the business part of your of your uh, company. 
So it can be done. It can be done. You know what I mean? It, it you know, it can be done. You you just have to own up to you you want to do this as a business. Own up to that if you're not normal, <laughs> you're not normal and embrace your ego. You know what I mean? And 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 like I always say, I don't know a lot. I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not here to say I'm the expert on anything. I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. And another thing you can't beat yourself about, you know, I, I there's this there's this phrase, no guilt for the past, no word for the for the future. You can't you can't dwell on past things. You can't dwell on the past. You know, once you own up to you're not normal, once you embrace your ego, move on, move forward. I gave some advice to my um uh, to my daughter that plays basketball, my, my youngest daughter. And um, you know, because I saw in the games when she would when she would either pass the ball or when she would shoot it, if, if it was a bad pass or miss, she she would freeze. You know, instead of instead of going to try to get the rebound, or instead of you know when she passed the ball to a, a, one of the teammates, trying to you know put herself in another position to either you know set a pick or get a rebound or or do something, she would freeze, waiting to see the outcome of what she did. So I told her that once that balls leave her hand, like once she either shoots it or passes it, once she either shoots or passes that ball, it's done. Once it leaves your hand, you can't you can't do anything about else about it. So stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about that pass. Stop thinking about that shoot. It's over. It's done. Whether you know it doesn't whether it was a good pass or a good shot or not. Like don't stress. Don't stress about it. You know, just know you're gonna have that chance again. And if it was a bad shot, concentrate on making a better shot. If it was a bad pass, concentrate on making a better pass. Or even when she would make it, she would like. She would revel, you know, why why everything else is gone past. She was like, yeah, you know, she made a shot, and I, I was like, even with that, wait till after the game, wait till wait till a break, wait till halftime to do that. You know what I mean? And after I talked to her, you know, after I talked to her about like as soon as it leaves your hand, stop focusing on either getting it again or just moving on past it. After I told her. I was like, I need to start taking my own damn advice. You know what I mean? I need to stop following my own advice. And that's the funny thing about when you have kids, you give this advice. It's uh, and that's the point. It's like it's not like you don't know this stuff. It's not like you don't know it. You, we we know what it takes to do. We we know what to do. But it's just that 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 conflict of do we have it in us to do that? Can we? It's all about it's it's all about can you vision? Can you can you really? Even though you say you want this, you want to create a living from from creating art. Can you vision yourself do it? Can you see yourself doing it? It's one thing to say something. Like people say, oh, if I had a million dollars, I would do this. Or you see the people that win the Powerball and they go broke fucking, you know, five years later. It's easy to say, oh, I would, if I had, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't do that. You don't know. It, unless you can vision yourself doing it. Can you Can you vision yourself? Winning the Powerball and doing the right thing with it, can you vision yourself or is it just lip service? Can you vision yourself creating a remarkable career, a remarkable living as a creative? Can you really see it? Can you vision yourself living like that? Is is it is it there? With all the shit that comes along with not being normal, do you do you have the ego to do it? Can you vision yourself with that kind of ego? 
Not arrogance now. And I'm not saying you got to be some kind of extrovert. I'm not an extrovert. But can you vision yourself owning up to not being normal and embracing that ego and say, man, I'm going to do this. Can you can you see it? Or do you just want to, you know, fucking create some shit on the side, post it to Instagram? Do you want to just do that? That's fine if you if you want to. But quit quit acting like you want it to be more. And again, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to myself. That's it. Straight talk on cut. Thanks for listening to this episode. Again, recorded January 20, 2016, man. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next time.